Hello and welcome to the Engineer Your Success Leadership and Life Harmony Like a Mother show. I'm your host, Kini Romanovska, award-winning journalist turned maternity leave and working motherhood strategist and CEO at Pros and Babes. Being a new mom and working mom can be hard. And we believe you should never be alone with the overwhelm of figuring out work-life balance on your own. So this is the place where you, successful mom with small kids, working in competitive corporate careers or STEM fields, come to redefine your priorities and values after having kids. Find work-life balance, make sure you're on the same team with your partner in career and family, and find belonging in an outstanding community of fellow moms so that you can create a clear path forward and you're never alone with a crushing overwhelm, isolation, or fears about balancing life and work after kids again. Get ready to engineer your personal and professional success and find life harmony without compromising family happiness or health. Did you know that women tend to lose up to a million dollars over a lifetime compared to men because caregiving duties impact our career and financial outcomes? And that 40% of women feel so unsupported after maternity leave, they feel like quitting, we're here to change that. It doesn't matter if you're pregnant on maternity leave or a working mom. If you love your career and want to build a life that helps you build success in personal and professional life on your terms, you're in the right place. Now let's get started. Today we're talking about the specifics of back to work planning. So when I was on my first maternity leave, I designed these eight-week courses with moms with babies. And we talked about all the details of having a baby and a career. And through these discussions with hundreds of women, I've developed a couple of plans and templates to really have a successful return to work and what you need to think about. And I know that it may feel jarring for many of you if you have a very little baby, but I will say that the sooner you start reflecting on these questions, truly the better. If it's not the right time for you, that's completely okay. Take all the space you need. I encourage you to think about your return to work even before you deliver. So remember that one of the first things that comes to mind when we have a baby is thinking about logistics. But at the end of the day, there are so many other components of having a successful return to work. And remember that your identity has changed through matrescence, your physical and mental health may need different types of care, your skills as a mother at work and strengths have evolved to add to your toolkit. And then all of a sudden, you're going to need new support systems to help you thrive as a mom. So it's important to look at your return to work from a holistic perspective. Obviously, logistics are one of the very important things, but also try to think about how you want to feel, how you want to be supported, Think about some milestones like the three and six month mark and what you're going to be celebrating. So think about chipping those questions. You can take down a piece of paper or a journal and write down what I'm discussing today. You really don't have to do all of this at once, but just planting the seeds of those questions and seeking mentorship from other moms or in our community, we have a Facebook community where you can come and ask questions and network with other moms is a great first step towards a more pleasant return, a more peaceful return, one where you will plan the rest that you need in the first year after returning to work. So first of all, the first question I want you to ask yourself and write it down, it's always good to record your your feelings if you're doing that in a journal. When you think about going back to work, how do you feel? 
Do you feel excited? Do you feel nervous or anxious? Does the thought of it make you sick? You know, does it make you happy? And is it a mix of everything I said? It could certainly be a mix of emotions. Many moms, when they talk about their return to work, may be excited to use their professional skills again, but they're nervous and sad about putting their child in in childcare and daycare or with a nanny or in the care of somebody else, right? Who's not the parent. So think about that. Just make sure to notice your feelings, talk about them with your partner and just acknowledge how you're doing at that specific moment. Then as a next question, I would like for you to write down, why is back to work planning important? Why is it important for you? Why is it important for your partner? And why is it important for your employer? What are the benefits of actually having an action plan, even a project plan to think about through, think through those elements, right? Is it going to give you more peace of mind? Is it going to give you a sense of command? Because when we have a child, all of a sudden, our schedule doesn't feel like it's our own. Is it an opportunity to communicate with your partner and be on the same page and resolve things and see if, you know, you have your, the, the same values and vision as it relates to going back to work? And, you know, you might be discussing things, for example, like who's going to take days off when baby's sick? If you are really committed to your career, it's important to be on the same team with your partner. And so that on some days, perhaps you're going to take the day off and on others, it's going to be your partner so that it's not all on you to take that time off. And it's very typical for kids to get sick. And the first weeks after going back to work, you may be taking more time off. So it's important to have those discussions early on with your partner as set some principles. And finally, think how back to work planning can help your employer. Some managers may have never managed a maternity leave. This is an opportunity to position yourself, your personal brand, give you all the structure that you need to succeed together and give everybody a chance to work collaboratively and together. So take the time to reflect on why back to work planning is important and beneficial. Some of you like going with the flow more, some of you like having more structure, but ultimately a plan can help with everybody's mental health and sanity and quality of life. As a next step, obviously, the logistics you will need to work out are there. You can write some dates besides all the different elements I'm going to mention and add them to your calendars as a reminder, but obviously you'll need to find childcare. And I remember, pardon me, when I hit the six-month mark, I was so nervous about finding childcare for my son, and yet in the end, everything fell into place. I started planting seeds, talking to moms, reading blogs, and I found a daycare that was very close to my office downtown, and that gave me peace of mind. And we even started going there one day a week for a couple of hours when he was seven months old. And I'm in Canada, depending on where you live, the circumstances for childcare might be different. But that is obviously something that is top of mind for mothers. And I've used all sorts of childcare services from nanny to daycare to day home to family. And each type of childcare has some pros and cons in terms of development, interaction, proximity, size of group. And ultimately, I'm grateful that all sorts of childcare providers exist. We decided right now that proximity in a small group in a day home setting was really good for us. We like the structure it gives to our children's lives. And we like that they're just five minutes away from our house. Another element of logistics is childcare packing. So 
I love to have a spreadsheet where we outline the moment by moment, minute by minute schedule of the morning. When you start going back to work with a baby, there are so many things to juggle from showers to getting ready to making the lunches to make sure that all the supplies are packed and having some sort of repeatable process and knowing who does what in the morning can set up your morning for success and not resentment and fighting and rushing to get out the door, right? So the childcare packing element is truly not an element to be overlooked because you're going to be getting out the door and bringing things in and the house can quickly get chaotic. So make sure to implement a system and bins and labels and schedules to to facilitate and to do some bulk planning and packing to make this process more efficient, especially in the beginning. As your child gets a little bit older, you're going to get better at all of this. It'll become more automatic. But in the beginning, it's good to have that practice round even the week before you go back to work. And obviously work packing, having the right right foods to nourish you and having the right outfits. On my first return, I loved biking to work. And so I got five pairs of stretchy pants that were both comfortable and elegant and a couple of merino sweaters and silk scarves. And they were, you know, all the same type of pant, all the same type of sweater, uh, but in different colors. And then a pair of pointy, elegant flats that matched every single outfit. And then I would have accessories to spruce it up. So it just reduced the number of decisions I had to make in one day. And that that work packing and the outfits, reducing that planning for you is going to make a significant impact. So all the things that I mentioned so far add up to, to create the experience of your day. Finally, meal planning can be extremely helpful. We've had a meal plan with my husband where we do rotations, um, where we have shopping lists already mapped out so that we don't have to repeat that over and over again and reflect on what we're going to be eating every week. And we have periods where we're more structured and periods where we're less structured with that meal planning, but ultimately some sort of conversation and visual and process and plan has been really helpful for us. So you can also consider food preparation ideas that will add some efficiency to your day. Perhaps you're going to be doing some bulk prepping or freezer cooking. Maybe you're going to want to use a service like Click and Collect or perhaps food delivery kits. Maybe it's the occasional takeout, you know, and as I mentioned, freezer cooking or once a month meals can be helpful when it comes to food prep when baby is so little and requires so much attention. Other time and sanity saving strategies can include a personal concierge, somebody who will run errands for you or organize parties, maybe bulk planning your year ahead, you know, thinking about your medical appointments, your dentist appointments, your vacation time, highlighting busy periods. So you make sure you have time to rest, right? Because otherwise just time flies by. Perhaps you want to bulk plan purchasing birthday gifts date nights and childcare, you know, self-care. I'm a huge fan of bulk planning in advance, maybe setting up automated deliveries of staples like diapers, toilet paper. So you're not always thinking about those things you're running out of, you know, or maybe you're going to start relying on supports from your neighbors. We did a lot, especially when the pandemic hit, we had a teenager who was helping us out so that we could work a little bit more. So consider whether these time or sanity saving strategies could help you. I found that a lot of the very busy moms with demanding jobs find that it's worth spending the money and having that time back with your family. Consider whether you want to outsource things like cooking, cleaning, landscaping, or shoveling. They can, again, give you a lot of time back for your family. 
The next step that I find so important is to consider vacation needs. Really, when you go back to work that first year with baby back at work can be a tough one. And I always, always, always tell my clients, bulk plan your vacation in advance, put those rest dates, put those mental health days in your calendar and consider what you really need. If I gave you $5,000, would you spend it on a vacation or help in your day-to-day life? Would you take one long vacation or a few short getaways? Would you go on a trip with your partner only, with your whole family? Would you go alone or with girlfriends? You know, and most importantly, what do you need in this season of your life? Do you need rest? Do you need adventure? Do you need to disconnect from responsibilities? Do you want to travel somewhere far away and exotic? Or do you want to restore your health and your sleep? And do you need quiet and childcare? I've seen scenarios where people decide to travel somewhere far away, but then they need a vacation from their vacation and disrupt their baby's sleep. And instead of giving them the rest they need, they come back exhausted. So it's important to know exactly what you need from a vacation in the season of your life. And as you plan your return to work, know that things may not go exactly as expected. So consider what could you let go of? Could you let go of having a very tidy house in order to have more time and space for quality time? Are you going to let go of accelerated career advancement? Or you may not, right? Everybody has different needs in this season of life, but you have time to grow your career. So is this time for you to coast? Are you going to let go of taking an expensive vacation in order to have a few shorter ones or more rest more often? Consider too, what are you going to need to negotiate? Are you going to need to negotiate flex time or part-time? If that's your intention, I recommend starting to plan early. People have varying levels of success in negotiating that with their companies. So the earlier you can plan and plant seeds, the better. Will you want to work from home? Do you need to negotiate a division of labor at home? Do you need to negotiate a raise? So all of these things require some strategic planning. And then think about your finances. You know, having children is often a time to analyze your spending patterns, do some will and estate planning, find a financial advisor, have a conversation with your spouse, do some cash flow planning. You may have to save up to repay taxes. You may have to pay down some debt and think about saving for your children's future. So as I mentioned earlier, I'm a huge fan of working a financial planner. If we go back to thinking about the logistics after discussing some of these high-level questions, I encourage you to write down what your ideal schedule would look like. You know, write down what are you going to do the week before you start? How are you going to pamper yourself? And do you want to do a trial day or a trial week at daycare or with other caregivers? Will you need to pump milk at work and do you need a special space for it? And then, you know, what other activities could make your life more pleasant before you head back to work? Remember, you took such good care of a baby. Make sure that you take care of yourself. And what might your first week look like? Are you going to go on coffee dates with your colleagues? Can you plan some things in advance to get back into the groove faster or more smoothly? And then how will you respond to challenges? You know, if you have no laptop when you go back or there are some IT problems, again, this is an opportunity to communicate your personal brand. But these are often things that happen when women go back to work because many workplaces are not prepared to handle maternity leaves in a very structured way.
So ask yourself how you're going to take care of your physical and your mental health during this transition of your life. Now, if we dive even deeper into the logistics, it's very helpful for many moms to think about the time you need to get up in the morning to get out to the door at the desired hour and be at work at the desired hour. When do you need to leave the house to do your childcare drop-off? And what are some good breakfast options to keep you fueled? When you think about childcare, have you considered backup care? Who will stay with baby when they're sick? What if there's a viral infection at daycare? You know, there's, there's things like hand, foot and mouth disease that nobody prepared me for. And at some point or another, daycares have outbreaks. Are you going to send your child or are you going to keep them at home? And have you considered your emotions? For many moms, this is a very emotional time. You know, the prospect of going back to work and leaving your child with your caregiver, with a caregiver, if you think it's going to be emotional for you, just write it down in a journal and feel it and process that, right? Have you considered how you may address mom guilt? Some moms do feel guilty about working and having their children in daycare. Others don't, but I ultimately think that mom guilt is information about what matters to you, what's important is the reflection of your values. So use that information to analyze what you think is really important versus giving yourself even more of a hard time, right? So these are all things that I like to think about when you plan your return to work. I know it's a lot. You may want to re-listen to this podcast episode a couple of times. Don't hesitate to reach out to our team for a strategy session. What we can do is organize all of that into the action steps that will make the biggest difference in your life for you. There's ultimately these domino effects that I like to call. I like to call them domino effects. Some are going to have a bigger bigger impact than others. But the important thing is that you take some steps forward and you envision what a successful return looks like for you, especially with a first baby, because this is so new for you. There are Other questions that you may want to think about too with your spouse about the division of labor at home. Many women complain that they carry so much of the mental load, the domestic load, the emotional labor of having a family and they're exhausted, but they never really have a conversation with their spouse about sharing those duties. So even making a list of the different tasks and talking about it with your spouse at a calm time can bring a lot of relief to moms that feel like they're carrying all the mental load. And I could do a whole podcast episode on that topic, but starting with a question of what does a fair division of labor at home look like for you is definitely a good starting point. Consider whether you have any specific challenges in your own family. You know, is your spouse out of town a lot? Are there allergies to consider? Are there aging parents to care for? How are you going to address all of that? And then what may be some strategies you will adopt to deal with maternal wall bias? Depending on the profession you're in, there may or may not have been progress in terms of how moms are treated. In STEM fields and very male-dominated fields, I unfortunately still hear stories of moms being treated very differently and poorly when they're pregnant or when they have children. So you have to consider how you're going to respond to that and not get emotional and very angry about it. It's an opportunity to communicate with professionalism, to seek mentorship, and to ultimately bring change to your workplace. So think about how you can speak positively about being a working mother and project it as something that makes you more effective and a better worker, right? 
reflecting on all of these things, what your relationship with your boss would look like, what you can do to impact it, what your relationship with your colleagues could look like and how you can impact it. What would your schedule look like and where do you have command and control, right? So think about how you can shape those labels around you. Many times moms can be labeled as tired or preoccupied, but think about what you have to offer as a working mother, right? Take inventory of your skills and your professional value and your inner or personal values and write down these values and think about what you have that is so positive as a working mom. And whether you think you'll need to affect the perception that people have of you, right? Just that reflection, writing it down, being intentional, getting clear on what you want, making sure you're still in the right career and in the right company, understanding how your colleagues can support you, define your work-life integration on your terms can be so empowering. So there are other you know, podcast episodes that I could do. I've scratched the surface, but I hope that these questions will get you started on your reflection to a successful return to work. What's really important is to start early, be strategic, connect with other moms who have gone through what you've experienced and get as much clarity as possible as to what success looks like for you in the different domains of your life. And remember, you're not alone. You can always reach out to our team to get any additional strategic or planning support to plan a successful return to work. Until next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Now make sure to review the show notes for any information we shared today, either about our guests or from myself. And then if you're ready to take action and turn working motherhood overwhelm into your greatest advantage, then head on over to our Facebook group, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash pros and babes. Again, info in the show notes. Make sure to get the support you need to succeed in family and career and be the first to know about new live networking events and training. And of course, connect with other moms who understand exactly what you're going through as a mom with a demanding career. If you're getting value from the show, I would be so grateful if you left us a review so we can reach more moms like you, moms in corporate, competitive and STEM careers who should never be alone with a crushing overwhelm of trying to balance family and career life. See you next time. Thank you.